1: What's up i'm matt Simpson i am a beer nerd gooseberry pumper nickels i have a love-hate relationship with ipa <laughs> crushable very chuggable what kind of hops you have in this one mm-hmm. uh when i taste it it tastes crisp is there a dog tag that, that's in there now let's go ahead and share the love with the other staff who are looking at us drinking all this beer <laughs> wishing they could do it <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another beer podcast. Uh, in this episode, I sat down with Todd Baldwin, who is founder and president of Red Leg Brewing Company in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And we get into everything. We talk about how he got to Colorado, uh, how what he uh, did in the Hundred and first Airborne Division, and actually he and I were in the same unit at the same time. We didn't even know it. So that's kind of crazy uh we get into how he started his brewery which was less unorthodox including how he financed it and we just uh, shoot the shit and have a lot of fun time so without further delay let me give you todd baldwin of red leg brewing company from colorado springs colorado okay so todd Thanks for coming on the podcast. It's awesome. My pleasure. Yeah, good to be here. Glad to have you in studio all the way from Colorado Springs. Colorado, Colorado Springs, Springs. And yes sir. You got some beer in front of you. You brought plenty, which we that's what I love to see. But before we get into that, uh, you and I kind of have a connection that uh, that I didn't know when I cold emailed you. Yeah. Um, is that we were in the same brigade Absolutely. at Fort Campbell with the 101st Airborne Division. Uh, and you were in the 2nd Battalion. You're in no slack. No right? slacks. Yep. 2327. So 2nd Battalion, 327th Infantry. Uh, and what did you do for NoSlack?
0: I was a fire support officer for Charlie Company, Second Three Two Seven. Okay, so a fister for the yep. for those who don't,
1: for those who know the lingo and the, those who don't don't be offended. It's I, I promise you, it's used on a daily basis
0: in a non derogatory term. Yep. Uh, fire support specialist. And uh, did you deploy? I what? did. I went to Iraq with uh, them, uh, two thousand seven and eight. So you were in Kirkuk. I was in Samara. You're in Samara. Oh okay, so okay. I, I deployed twice with them and my first deployment was with
1: Kirkuk. I guess that was from 05 to 06. Yep. And then I was up in uh Cobb Spiker and Tikrit. Uh I guess that deployment seven to eight. I made my I made my way I didn't ever made my way down to uh, Samara. No, I did actually, but I went to uh, Patrol Base Olsen. That's where I was at. Oh, you're, pole, you're at Olsen. Okay, yep. what was the FOB? That was, it was not really in Samara, but it was north of So it?
0: the one that, like, our battalion set up was yeah. Brassfield-Mora. That's right, Brassfield-Mora. Yeah. And then we oh, kind of okay. got detached down to Patrol Base Olsen. Okay. Then we set up inside the city, well, those were both inside the city, but yeah. we set up uh, Patrol Base Yuvani too. Okay, I remember so that. So we had two of them out there. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of the best place to be. Yeah, no, I went
1: to I only went to PB Olsen once. And uh and I was glad I was only there once. You know, I was I was living the fat life up at Kauspeiger, right? And I I was in military intelligence, so like I was, you know. Doing my thing, but uh, that's cool, dude. And yeah, like, like I said, I just uh, emailed you a few weeks ago, told you about this, asked you if you'd be interested to in being on it, and you're like, yeah, actually, I was in two, three, two, seven, and that just blew my mind. Yeah. I was like, I know this dude, kind of, <laughs> maybe, right?
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah. So we definitely did the secret handshake when we met. Yeah. Exactly. So we knew <laughs> that we were both we were both real. Like, yeah, yeah we're both Bastone guys.
1: We, we, exactly, Bastone. Yeah, I man. I sure I have a Bastone shirt still that I usually wear. I honestly, want to sleep or yeah. something, but I still well, wear it. Today. I still have
0: my like my no slack shirt, but I I oh, can't man. wear anymore because I'm just I drink too much beer now. Right, that, yeah. that's what I was talking about. As like, we all yeah. do,
1: right? Yeah. So you got out in '09. I got I out did. in 2009. Uh,
0: and when did you start the brewery? How'd you get into brewing? Tell me all the backstory. Awesome question. Um, kind of a circuitous route to starting Redleg. Uh, it's a great word, by the way. It's a GRE word, <laughs> dude. There, use it, man. <laughs> I used to always joke people. If you can't spell it, you can't use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't spell it, but okay, I'm well, still going to use it. It's okay, boom. <laughs> We're podcast, not writing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. So I got out and wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Um. So I just wrote a desk job, uh, in Nashville. Tennessee. Um, so yeah. just just love that town. Yeah. Love the vibe. Love hanging out down there. Um. Basically enslaved myself to a cubicle. And after a while, I was like, man, is this like really what I want to do? Kind of sucks, right? Like, man, this this blows. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I, I've like I was in the army. I I fought hard for my country. Sure. Did what they asked me to do. You know, this is really what I serve for. Yeah. And I was basically walking in my notice one day, just to be like, you know, I'm going to figure it out. I'm just this isn't it. And they're like, hey, before you give us whatever you have in your hand, we want you to help us with an office in Little Rock, Arkansas. And I'm like, I'm not going to Little Rock, Arkansas. Right. I was like, no I no offense to anyone in Little, yeah. Rock. I'm sure it's a great town. Little Rock. Yeah, I love Little Rock. but i was yeah. just like, man, I've moved so much. You know, after like. Benning, Lewis, Sill, deployment back, deployment back, or, yeah. you know, in between mid-15-month pulls a long yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then... It's uh, right, it a 15-month deployment. Yeah. That's right. Crazy, yeah. right? Damn, dude. It's a long time. That. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, like, well, this is how much we're going to pay you. And I was like, I love Little Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call the hogs right now. Let's do it. And I learned, how, you well, know, go raise your suey, backs. right? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You do all that stuff. So we uh, ended up moving to Little Rock in about, I don't know, six, seven weeks into it. I got a new boss. And she was in the Memphis area. it was, like, Maybe it was like three months, eh, just a while. And she was like, Hey, I'm going to come visit you guys tomorrow in Little Rock. And I was like, Cool, whatever. So she comes out, hangs out with us, meets the team, yada, yada, yada. We go out to dinner, yada, yada, yada. Like, I don't know, like a day or two later, she calls me. She goes, Hey, I need you to come to Memphis tomorrow. And I was like, "Like You were just here. Like, yeah. Why do I have to go to Memphis? She's like, Yeah, no, just come to Memphis. I was like, That's like a three hour drive. I was going to say. <laughs> and she's like, Yeah, yeah, no, just come. I need to talk to you about your business development and uh, bring your computer when you come. And I was like, okay. So I hop in the car, you know, had to be there at 8 a.m. So I leave, you know, Little Rock at like 4.30 in the morning. And um, I show up. They're there to greet me. And they fire me on the spot. What? I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" Wake up at four thirty, drive across a state, bring your computer because you got to turn it in. Probably it's you their got property. It. That was what they wanted. Whole your business development, which
1: is ending, ending now, now
0: no severance, no nothing. We just had moved there, moved everything we had but there. You like probably just got you probably done. broke your lease or yep. had to do whatever you did. So Jeez, boom, literally dude. just dropped the bomb in. So me. So needless ha- to say, I was not a happy camper when all that went down. But yeah, you dude. know, it's a good life lesson, um, uh, and that was that. I mean, pretty much that was it. And I drove three hours back home and I was like, never again. I will never put myself in a situation where I can't, my attitude, my attitude don't dictate how well I do in life. Yeah. And uh, that really opened my eyes to that in corporate America, I guess you want to call it. Yeah. That's uh, probably not even corporate America. Like it doesn't happen very often, something like that. But uh, that's basically yeah, what ins- happened. That's an insane story. So yeah. I had my first home brew set up about six months prior. I had, I had written the initial business plan for Redleg. And but I was the, like, for this brewery. Yeah.
1: We're talking, and let's go ahead and open one if we're yeah, two, if totally you want, man, since we're talking so, about beer. So
0: uh, I'll probably start us with, um, um, well, my wife was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, let's just, I was like, you can go wherever you want to go. Yeah. And she's like, I want to go to Colorado. That's what you said? And no, that's what she said. Because okay. I moved her all the time, yeah, you know. Yeah. And she was like, let's go to Colorado. And I was like, word, where do you want to go? She's like, Colorado, Denver. And I was like, how about Colorado Springs? There's five breweries there, or five uh, breweries. Five military bases there. Yeah, there are.
1: Air Force Academy, too, right? Air Force Academy, yeah.
0: Peterson, NORAD, uh, Carson, and Carson. Shriever. Okay. Wow, Crazy, I didn't even right? know that. Huh. I, I, didn't know, I didn't know this either, but like, it's the second largest conglomerate of military outside of D.C. So I left one conglomerate, and then I came to that the East Coast conglomerate. That is good trivia. So I uh, <laughs> came out here and uh, started the brewery, man, cranking out about 30 gallons of beer a day. We just got our numbers back today. We sold 35,000 cases of beer last year. Wow. So in five less than five years, we kind of grew that much and in, in, in a sweet, you know. In a tough market i mean when we started I was gonna, where we are like now the,
1: it's like the craft beer it's, capital it's like mecca man it, it's kind of it, like starts there it's crazy actually the um yeah uh it's it does start there it's, i mean the, the big the big dogs the, the new belgiums yep. the uh god who makes dales pale ale uh, odell odell is yeah. out there yeah out there oscar blues is oscar out there blues with,
0: yeah that's right yeah i mean um, Coors. i mean yeah Coors call, call they what Bl- you want yeah yeah they own blue moon, blue moon
1: is owned by Coors. yeah so it, it the the streets run amber or dark depending on your beer <laughs> depending on your taste with beer in colorado and you decided to open up a brewery because yep. your wife is like let's move to the mountains let's move to colorado yeah let's get out of here yeah totally yep wow, so dude. that's what
0: we did man and, and we just kind of like. At the time there's only a few veteran numbers in the country so this is like 2012 okay maybe we yeah started in 2012 as far as like getting the ball rolling there wasn't very many of us out there at the time so wasn't a whole lot of people to lean on ask questions to or whatnot so we just kind of just went for it and yeah. um yeah I mean since day one we've been grinding and and uh you know competing in a in a tough market but we just keep growing because it's all about quality, man. Like, yeah. it starts and ends really there. We always say, like, we don't we don't want to be known for, like, veterans brewing beer or, like, a veteran-owned or veteran-brewed type thing. Yeah. I mean, we highlight it. But sure. At the end of the day, like, if our beer's not great, then it's going down the drain and we're not going to let you have it. Right. And we always say, like, we want you to like our beer first and think it's cool that we're veterans that are doing it. Yeah. Which is really important to us. Yeah. Um, as well, a company.
1: What I like about it is, I mean, you look your can here is called Red Leg Brewing Company. And could you just explain to people who don't know what a reg- red leg is? Yeah,
0: so it goes all the way back to the prior Civil War when you get in these long lines of battle and they used to just <laughs> smash into each other, right? Well, um, it, when you have like 100,000 muskets going off in the battlefield, it creates a lot of smoke. Mm. So just like exit signs are red, just like stop signs are red, and fire extinguishers are red, it's because there's, there's smoke building up in there. The only color you can see through smoke is red. So if you're an infantry guy and you push the other side back, you want the guys with the cannons behind you to stop shooting. Oh. Right. You don't want them to bounce yeah. a ball into you. Yeah, that, yeah, that would, that would suck. Yeah, right. And, so uh, okay, so sure that way it. when they sent like, a, a guy in a horse messenger or a guy running to find you to tell you to stop shooting, they could find you faster. Oh, wow. So that's where it all started. So, and they put a literally put a red stripe down their pant leg. Wow. And so let's go ahead let's, get, let's drink some of the beer if we can. No doubt, bro. Um,
1: what do we what's, what's first one up?
0: So I, uh, I'm i going to start with uh, Howitzer Amber. Okay. But it's in a different package this year because uh, our good friends at the 4th Infantry Division asked us to uh, rebrand one of our packages for uh, the celebration of the 100 years of the 4th Infantry Division. Is that why I see ivy on it? So yeah, so each can cool. has 100 ivy leaves on it.
1: Okay, so 4th Infantry Division, uh, headquartered at Fort Carson, I believe, right? Yes, sir. Um, it's uh, If you look at the patch, it's a diamond, and it has four ivy, uh, I guess they're, they're ivy flowers? Yep, ivy, ivy, leaves, ivy leaves, I think is what they call them. And in the Army, we used to say, uh, I'm sure you heard the joke board. the 4th fourth, fourth ID patch is four lieutenants pointing north. Because right? it's pointing in all four directions on this diamond, so that's kind of <laughs> funny. But it has four ivy, and, it, and, and when you see it uh, in color, it is it is green. And when I look at the can here, uh, it has ivy over it. So it's really like a hometown, like a, like a, a paid totally. homage to, to the unit for sure. Absolutely, yeah. You
0: know. The can's like designed, so it looks like the, the leaves are actually growing off the can yeah, itself. Yeah, it definitely has that look. Yeah, just the way it kind of grows. And then obviously ivy, ivy division, then 100, 100 years of service. Wow. So yeah, man. So uh, just a really nice multi-caramel uh, amber. Um, just real smooth drinking. Comes in at like 5%, so nothing's going to knock your socks off. Yeah, so it's um, good for day drinking, if you will. If, I'll put if, if up they... to the mic so you can hear it. Oh,
1: please do. We love sound effects. We're oh, all audio. Yeah, here, so good. <laughs> yeah, everyone. This is actual beer, people, and we're passing over thousands of dollars worth of electrical equipment. Uh, but
0: it's okay. My bosses don't care. Um, I don't think they're watching right now. Mm. We'll just wave. Hey. Oh, dude. Okay, so this tastes like a fresh beer. Like yeah. When was this brewed? Because it tastes um, so fresh. So on the bottom, we always put ours. We put Deployed. Okay. So ours was deployed the 28th of December.
1: Okay. I was going to say, it tastes like a so fresh beer. So two weeks. Beer. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's delicious. It, Not bad
0: for traveling, uh, across what, the country 1,500 miles today?
1: Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. We, you woke up in Colorado
0: today. Yeah, and, four, I got to the airport at 4 this morning in Colorado. God. You're a better man than I. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> you must be tired.
0: No, I'm ready to drink some beer. Yeah. Yeah. This, this beer is good. Uh, it's, I
1: mean, it's great. Um, I love ambers. I love the maltiness. Uh, yeah. I, I love, the, I love the, the sweetness that comes with it um and this is just one it tastes so fresh that I could just like slam a few back right now
0: yeah you know? uh, super sessionable you know mm-hmm. um at five percent you can have people really enjoy fall, it yeah um it kind of falls into that kind of a lot of people look at it like a sam adams Lager or boston lager kind of it's not a Lager. it's a nail exactly um
1: thank you for saying that so yeah. right now but what are, you have like a bunch of cans yeah i mean I,
0: I, you can have one of uh one of each man i'll make sure you get some okay, here cool. yeah. yeah no, we brought um the howitzer amber Ivy 100. We brought Hilo Hefeweizen, which is our uh, real nice German Hefeweizen. Hilo, like a helicopter. We brought our uh, two world beer cup placing beers, our Blue Nose Brown Ale, which got uh, third in the Brown Porter category in 2016. Now, what's what's a Blue Nose for people who don't know? A Blue Nose is when you cross the Arctic Circle in your boat in the Navy. You're a Blue Nose. So we're the only brewer in history to name one beer that uh, three different colors. So you have like Red Leg Blue Nose Brown Ale. Whoa. <laughs> Blows your mind, right? Man, when you think about it. That's not for us. That's for beer scholars 200 years from now. Yeah. That is
1: like that is that next level shit.
0: Yeah. I'm um, so glad this made like the interweb for for life. Yeah, right? <laughs>
1: that's 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 super that's super We cool. didn't realize
0: it when we first did it. We're like, man, we just put three colors in that beer. That's a little weird. Oh, eh, yeah. well, it sells great. It's What's great, not? Right? Yeah, it yeah. does sell the red. And then now, won a world beer cup medal. It's like, okay.
1: Yeah, it's right. You won two world beer cups. We were yep. talking about this before we started recording. But please tell, tell us about your the success yeah. It was crazy.
0: Had. We um we weren't really sure if we should even enter in the competition because the world beer cup happens every two years. Oh wow! So we're every time like the that Olympics. our brewery's been able to enter, we've won a medal, which is pretty crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, especially with how many how many beers are out there, and so many people are making such great beer, just to be recognized. Uh, you know, our breweries specifically. Yeah, making quality quality craft beers is, is, is an honor, truly. So what happened with Devil Dog style? I'll never forget. It was actually in Denver the CBC that or the Craft Brewers Conference that year, and I didn't go. I was like, ah, I just, uh. it's so, right down the road. You so didn't go. I was literally <laughs> watching it like on Twitter, I think, or something like that. And we yeah. were at one of the local uh, um, tap houses, just having a beer, and all of a sudden, I'll never forget. It was like um, my phone, the live stream, like cut out for a second, and then all of a sudden it came back, and all I saw was like Devil Dog go across the screen, and I was like. Holy shit! Did we just win? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, my phone just starts blowing up. There's always messages start coming through, and we're sitting in the bar. We're like, "Yes, yeah. we won!" And we didn't know what we won, but we thought maybe we won gold, but we won bronze, which is which is great. Don't it's get even me wrong. An honor just to be yeah. nominated. It's just, right? It's, yeah, right? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So we're wow, dude. we started buying rounds for everybody in the bar, oh, really? like going crazy. And it was like eleven, probably eleven thirty at night. We went back to the brewery, and there was like fifty people outside the brewery waiting to come in. And like they were just wanted to celebrate the best advertisement those. you could ever have. And um, yeah, because we closed at ten o'clock, <laughs> <laughs> so we I think people just wanted to come see us and like yeah. congratulate congr- congratulate us on uh, on uh, just just being recognized like that. Especially in Colorado, where it's a big deal for Colorado breweries to place. I mean, the Colorado Breweries Guild puts a big emphasis on that, and um, so we were able to win. And literally, we were able to just open up. I think we partied to like four o'clock in the morning, just crushing Devil Dog Stouts all night long. It was awesome. That's so cool. Just to be there with our fans, people that really helped the brewery get it going from the start. Yeah, so, yeah. Especially like our brewery. Man, you know, you know, my wife and I started on 18 credit cards. Like that's not really a common story we talk about. Wow. But 29 banks in Colorado turned us down. So I found in eight hours we took out 18 credit cards, uh, balance transferred $350,000 in credit card debt into the business. And that's how we started it.
1: That is an insane story. It's something that I don't think you'd probably recommend to other entrepreneurs out there. But it seemed to have worked out for you guys. So it's
0: funny. I always get asked to do these talks about – I always get asked to speak at these things called like non-traditional funding sources to start a business. And I'm always (laughs) like, I'm going to tell you how I did it. But I don't recommend it because it's a lot of pressure. The only thing that I I would ever say that was the benefit in doing it the way that we did was no bank secured – any of our assets. So they couldn't take our home because it's credit card debt. It's not secured they, debt. They
1: would just come after you until the day you died and the yeah. interest would keep accruing, yep. but they're not going to take your business or your equipment or your house, house or My anything, car, your car, anything like that. Yeah. Your daughter so or like dog. No. So <laughs> I'm not
0: telling you to do this. Don't. It's stupid. It kept me out for the last four and a half straight years. Yeah, but yeah, I so I paid it off December 31st. All of it, all of it done. Boom. So happy New Year, done.
1: New Year, New yep. You. Just said new done beer. with it. Yeah.
0: Yep. So we just cleared it out, and and that was kind of a big, big, big goal for us. So that's how we started, actually. Okay. And then, um, yeah, man, we have just kind of been running ever since.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, well, we talked about Devil Dog Stout, and I just finished this one. So let me go ahead and get a little bit. You of want that, or you know. want to do
0: Hefeweizen? Yeah. I'll do the Hefe- actually yeah, and my, then we'll go to stack that out. I kinda I kind of threw us out of a uh, little bit of order, but that's no, okay. Hey. Yeah, you now
1: is this Hefeweisen. So for me, Hefeweisen uh is a little bit polarizing because I think majority of Americans really don't understand what the hell a Hefeweisen actually is. And when I was in college, I had the opportunity to do a semester in, in Europe and I definitely found my way to Munich. Yeah. Uh, and I had an actual Hefeweisen. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, okay, this is this is this is what they're calling blue moon back home. Or, yeah. or, this is what it should be. Yeah. You know, so um, like very banana y, very clove y. Yep. Uh, fruit lemon is, is, a, is a flavor. So is this like it's a. Really bav- it's really Bavarian style? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Cool? I mean, uh, it's tons of bananas. I mean, you'll get the bananas for sure. A lot of cloves. We actually ask and recommend people like pour it hard, pour it fast. And we actually rouse the can before we actually pour it. So we'll actually start spinning it around inside Ooh. the can. And what I usually do is I'll actually pour a little bit off. Give that a shot there. I love the can that's got some olive drab green yeah, on it. Yeah, so it's supposed to be like a um, a Huey uh, like paint job. Yeah, oh, okay. So you got, like, the rescue on it. Yeah. Not a step. It's funny. Yeah, man. Fire panel. I, I
1: was just... going to ask, since you were an artillery, and artillery, I mean, I'm, I wasn't an artilleryman, uh, but from what I understand about it, I looked a little bit of up knowing you were going to come in here. Uh, precision is the name of the game. Yeah, bro. So uh, having that frame of reference in your mind... How does that transfer over to brewing, and and but brewing adds in a whole other science background yeah. uh, to it. So, like, did you have to take a crash course in chemistry, or did you hook up with a brewer? How did you? Actually yeah.
0: So, um, um, so we we're able to attract and retain some really phenomenal brewers that believed in our mission, what we're trying to do, um, keep pushing the distribution side of things. We had now have three brewers, and we're adding a fourth. Oh, wow. Just to just to keep up. And it's pretty much six days a week, 18-hour days. Just straight brewing. Just all the time. Just keep grinding.
1: Where's your distribution?
0: So we just do southern Colorado. Okay. So just south of Denver. So we don't actually venture into Denver. We do a good job down where we're at. Okay. And then, um, you know, we venture out, uh, like, through military bases and things like that from time to time, just kind of test the waters a little bit. But, yeah, that's oh, no, wow. good.
1: Well, you got to make your way over to Colorado to have it. And the beer's great. Uh, Thank you. So this th- this is half here. I you na- you said you nailed it when I uh, the color is really good it's it's like a straw color what a half and should be yeah nice and cloudy exactly I was like oh it's you not clear it I'm like, no
0: man like you then want that's to- why we say like rouse the can so rouse what does rouse mean like just, just kind of uh, spinning around in your hand gyrate it um, yeah do almost do it like a centrifuge you. kind of like yeah. you're kind of spinning up any sort of particulates at the bottom back up into the beer and so this blue nose porter let's talk about that. And we run in the brown porter category mm. and um just a great delicious beer it's gonna have people are always like oh it's coffee no it's roasty notes it's really yeah, kind of what kicks it off and starts and then we finish it with some great chocolate malt on the back end so you really get this kind of roastiness and all of a sudden this chocolate notes just kind of smash your palate and it's just delicious so yeah. it's awesome um one cool. of our best sellers uh, for sure uh, in in colorado springs so. and the, these
1: are all the flagship beers you that you brew do you get all your hops from
0: Colorado? Uh, no, we don't actually. Not okay. all of them. Uh, there aren't a lot of huge hop farms in Colorado. I didn't think there were. Uh, I don't know it's why. Most It's I asked mostly that like question. the Yakima Valley, like Oregon, Washington. Yeah, that's where. A so lot we go up there like from. once a year to check on our crop, and we harvest. Or we uh, partner with our uh, farmers up there to help us out. Okay. So yeah. That's all right. Yeah, this, this is so much fun. Everybody out there, if you,
1: I don't know what you're doing with your life, but start a beer podcast. This is the best idea I've ever had. In <laughs> it, my doesn't life. Suck, does yeah, it doesn't suck, does it? It doesn't suck. People at always
0: all. ask me, "What's it like owning a brewery, bro?" And I'm like, "It doesn't suck." Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm poor and I sleep on the ground sometimes because uh, I'm tired. But and you
1: were worried about massive credit card debt up until a few weeks ago. A few but, weeks ago. But
0: now you're a new man. Crazy. New set
1: sales. Cool. Um, do you employ any other veterans? Or yeah. Is it- so okay.
0: uh, we have. So out of my 11 employees, half are veterans. Wow. So five and a half. So <laughs> wait, I'm just saying, no, I was counting myself, 10. Okay, okay. So if I'm in, then we have six. So out of my 10 employees, five of them are veterans. And if you count me, yeah. there's six of us. Well, yeah, definitely count For 11. You.
1: Yeah. I think craft beer and the military community, for me, I think go hand in hand. Uh, Because one thing, when I first started getting into craft beer when I, when I was in college, after the Army, actually, when, when I was in college, I was drinking like, you know, Miller High Life in the barracks, the good stuff, the the champagne of beers. I'm from Milwaukee, it's Wisconsin. Champagne. Beer's in my blood, right? Yeah, and I could buy it on Fort Campbell at the shop. At I think for le, for like three ninety seven. I, I think back in away or whenever, because of course there's no tax, so less than four bucks. You know, I, that's something to do on a yeah. on a on a. On a Thursday night or Tuesday morning, right? Yeah, totally. Um, That's awesome. So I turned twenty one in Iraq in my first deployment. Oh uh, no! My twenty first birthday. My mom had the foresight to send me a rum cake, and it had like a little jigger rum in there. And she's like, "No, nah, just pour it over." It's the instructions she mailed yeah. me were just pour it over the cake and eat it. And I was like, "Hell no!" I tried. To, I I swallowed the jug and trying to yeah. see if I can get a buzz, but I couldn't. Yeah. But uh, well, the day I came back from deployment, I was like t- basically twenty one in the United States for the first time. And you know, like, we got back like a. I don't even know, like 2 o'clock in the morning. It could, sure. like a weird time. And, you know, we we handed him the weapon and went back, and I had a, bar- a room in the barracks because, you know, I was a single soldier. And But before I did that, I, made a, I walked to a shop at because uh, I couldn't get my car out of impound. Or no, yep. was it wasn't in impound. It was in, like, storage. Couldn't get it out until, like, the next day. It's the, still basically impound. Yeah, it is <laughs> impound. Yeah, yeah. I just, it was free, right? So I didn't pay money on it. But uh, I walked, and I got a six-pack of Killian's Irish Rib nice. and a uh, bottle of... Uh, what was it? It was Captain Morgan's But it was Tattoo, their black room okay. They don't make it anymore and there's that, a reason for that And I bought yeah. a two liter of coke And I remember, I, and I, rented, I, I think I rented or bought Two movies, right? Yeah. And I just went back And it was nothing to do, middle of the night I was jet-lagged, so yeah. I got into a six-pack and started drinking the rum, and woke up the next morning, had half a bottle of rum, and the movies were, like, I, I couldn't tell you what they were about, yeah. right? Um, I think I had two beers left, so I definitely, you, know, you had a good time. Yeah, Well-deserved, well well-earned, good time. Of course, time. yeah, but what I want to say is that craft beer and the military go hand-in-hand hand because it is a sense of community. You know, you're, you're in this com- competitive space, in Colorado. And it is like one of the biggest craft beer states, if not the biggest craft beer. Maybe North Carolina. I would say like California, Oregon. Yeah. Um, or definitely Oregon. Get I think, think,
0: yeah. think California has hit a thousand breweries. Wow. I, someone told me that the other day and I was like, what? A thousand? I mean, I, I mean, having so many breweries, so many great breweries, yeah. drives competition, which is good for you, the consumer.
1: Actually, let's talk about the beer that you just poured me that I, I have been sipping on. The it, deliciousness. It is, it is great. Um, You mentioned that it's got some chocolate on the back end. Yep. I definitely get the chocolate. I get the roastiness on the front end, especially yep. on the nose. Yep, big time on the nose. Um,
0: definitely, you say this is a porter or a brown it's, ale. We call it a brown ale, but it really crosses into that porter brown category. Okay, okay. That's
1: um, yeah, great. Um, thank I, you. This is. I'm a seasonal drinker, and this is a, a definitely kind of beer that I would drink next to a fire yep. or something at, at at night. How did working in the
0: craft beer industry change? how you drink or how you appreciate it. I'm sure it turned upside down yeah the appreciation for is is, is it's always been there but especially now um, especially when you find a beer that you're like damn that's a great beer and then you start asking questions like how did you do it? like what and you start kind of breaking it down hopefully you can get with the owner or yeah. you know whoever made it but if not it's really just kind of that um, um, that continual search for knowledge yeah and no matter what you do in life, kind of the same thing here like for us that's our passion that's what we look at it's always improving yourself and your quality and your and ultimately your craft and hopefully people can realize that because you know we don't brew beers on the millions of gallons level like some people do yeah which is okay there's room for that yeah Yeah. i mean we're we're 700 gallons a pop you know no and to think that that beer's got to move in 90 days wow because that's our that's our quality standard that just
1: sounds like pressure yeah a lot of pressure you
0: know to think that all that beer gets sold in that you know 90 100 100 day mark yeah um you know it's truly a um it's truly a good reflection on the brewery because we put that back on our you know our distributors and things like that this, this beer has to sell in this amount of time or else we're going to pull it out of the market yeah because we know one bad beer can 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 lead people in the wrong direction about your brand
1: yeah that's true um when you're talking about food and and, and beverages
0: you don't get a second
1: chance yeah, i eat at a restaurant once it's terrible i'm not going to go back
0: the ultimate responsibility always falls on the brewery as it should yeah i mean we need to make sure that that line's cleaned. we need to make sure that servers know what they're talking about when they're when they're uh telling a, a consumer like hey try red leg try this beer yeah um it's not the restaurant's fault if if certain things happen to the beer while you know while it comes out it's not the distributor's fault for you know whatever because ultimately it relies on you anyway it's, like they yeah. don't Yelp or they don't right. go on Untapped and smash the distributor for for the bad beer, right? Yeah, like
1: I, I can't name a I can't name a beer distributor, right? Yeah, but, but I know the I, but I know the bartender that the they served me the wrong beer or something right. like that. But 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 that eventually it's gonna fall back to the to the brewery. Let's go ahead and get that last Yeah, one. I got two more. Oh, my God, two more. Hell, okay. yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, right? That's awesome. Same. But we got Devil Dog's out here. Devil Dog. Now, that, that, that's paying homage to, the, to our Marine, Marine brothers Corps. and sisters out there. Yep. So what's a Devil Dog?
0: So Devil Dog is what, back in World War One is what the Germans referred to as the Marines because they fought um, like crazy Devil the Dogs. Like crazy Devil Dogs. Yeah, man. Yeah. So that's kind of where it all came from. Um, it's a great beer. It got uh, third in the World Beer Cup in the foreign style stout category. Wow. That in it's um, one of the in, more confeti- competitive categories. Absolutely. I think. Yep. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it was our first medal that we took home. We opened in 2013, but that was the first time we could actually compete. Uh, in a World Beer Cup was in, what, in 14. What year was this? fourteen. Okay. Yep. So it was great, man. It's got that really rye peppery start it to it. It Definitely does. Yeah. Um. Some uh, some great malts going on in there. It um, looks like a great stout. It's phenomenal. It looks Like a great stout. And, and, and instead
1: of a can, and, and I'll be honest, usually stouts I've had out of, out of a cans, I am not impressed with. Uh, yeah. Or only because I know, I, I know to uh the, the the best stouts or the great stouts, I I prefer I prefer to, to have them on draft. Sure. All beer, I prefer to have on draft. But yeah. like uh, a stout out of a can that's good uh i think is exceptional and should be commended
0: and this is a great sound out of a can appreciate it so I yeah def- it's one of our best sellers in in cans mm. um this beer just flies off the shelf and it's just you don't find a lot of um a lot of crappers kind of saying like this is a flagship beer for us this is a beer that we keep in the market 365 days a year yeah because it just goes so well it's just, um, it's so easy drinking for a stout. I it think people are always like, wow. They're always smooth. like, is it like 4.5%? It's like, no, it's like 7%. This is a 7% beer? 7.1. Okay,
1: I thought for sure, because only because a lot of stouts, they tend to be on the lower ABV. Like Sometimes yeah. less. The, be, the, the, the best ones that I like are like, uh, between like 4.5%, 5% yeah. for uh, ABV, but this is a 7%. Yeah. It doesn't taste like it. Not at all. It, it'll sneak up on you. i got to slow down it, here. it come
0: get you real quick. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. delicious, man. No, a lot, <laughs> lot of people like it, and um, the feedback on this beer has been great since day one. So yeah, cool. Really excited about it. Well, what can we expect from you in the
1: future and how can people find your beer?
0: Um, the best way to uh, to find us is redlegbrewing.com or any of our social media at red leg we have all the, the Twitter and the Instagram and the book face and all that good <laughs> all stuff. The, book face. the old book face. <laughs> That's so fun. Uh, yeah. no, we uh, we keep it pretty uh pretty updated, so we're always doing stuff every day and you know, we do a lot of cool things in our community. We uh, just launched a thing called the Cannon Crew, which is our uh, almost like a charity nonprofit wing that we started for the brewery. Oh, wow. So we actually hired a person to do all of our veteran and community outreach. So we're, we're, we're in the process of building a home for a local veteran who needs help through Habitat for Humanity. A couple weeks ago, we were down um, at the food bank helping out peel potatoes and things like that. And that's just, you know, using what we have to our advantage to say, like, you know what, we have this pretty loyal following. Yeah. See if people want to help us and make our community better. So we we really love doing things like that um, to help out. I'm the founding member with uh, with another guy, Dan Ackerman. Shout out to uh, hey Dan, hey buddy, <laughs> and uh, a couple other guys mm. uh, that helped us get the Veterans Beer Alliance off the ground. I don't know if you've heard of that.
1: I have only because I've started this podcast and I've looked into it. Uh, but tell everyone. So what it so yeah.
0: So I'm uh, kind of like the founding uh, member, one of the founding members of that. Okay, and it's a national organization of veteran breweries working together to reduce our economies of scale. So we basically have the buying power of a large regional brewery, but yet spread out over these smaller breweries throughout the country. So imagine like a
1: consortium or a guild, if you will, like a brewer's guild, uh, where you where it is um, – I guess the closest thing I would compare it to is almost like the NFL, where you guys all throw into a pot. and Or how does this work? Is, do you guys do profit sharing? Or? We don't do stuff
0: like that. It's okay. more like a um, – okay. Like I, I almost like want to call like a trade organization. It's okay. Probably a better, better way, maybe because we don't lobby, we don't do anything like that. Okay. Like a guild would do. Yeah. Um, yeah basically, yeah. what we say is, um, <laughs> don't you want to support veteran brewers across the country? Right. So, like our huge suppliers, and then they help us with pricing, and then we okay. basically bring on the organization to buy from them. Okay. And we say, hey, as veteran brewers come on board, we'll, um, we'll, uh, you know give them the preferred vendor list on who we all use yeah um and things like that how many brews 38 have of us now 38 of is that crazy yeah that is crazy yeah so i can so. get each
1: and every one of them on the podcast yeah isn't that great that'd, yeah it'd be awesome cool man well thank you for coming and sharing the love and the beer definitely There's appreciate that, it and uh red leg brewing check them out great beer Thanks. cheers